This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Today's episode, we'll go over itemized bunching. We'll talk about what it is, when it might make sense, and I'll give you an example. I'm just walking you through some of the tax calculations of your itemized deduction bunching. So we first got to talk about what it is. So first, you've got to understand what the standard deduction is on your tax return in order to understand what itemized deductions are on your tax return. You know, if you file a joint tax return right now, you're going to have a standard deduction of about $25,000. And what that means is say you make $100,000, you and your spouse on your tax return, this standard deduction means that you'll automatically get a deduction and it'll reduce your taxable income down to 75,000. So you started 100,000, a standard deduction that everyone that files a joint tax return gets is about $25,000. It will automatically reduce your, your taxable income by $25,000 when you're filing your tax return. If you're a single filer, that standard deduction is about $12,500. So if you make, if you make $100,000 on your own and you use the standard deduction, it's gonna reduce your taxable income from that $100,000 down to about $88,000. Again, that $12,000 when you're single is not uh, taxable to you, and $24,000 or $25,000 roughly when you're filing a joint tax return is not taxable to you. So you've got to just understand what that standard deduction is and how you can use it to your advantage <clears throat> and how it's related to the itemized deduction bunching strategy. So here it is. The main, the main uh, we'll just talk about four main itemized deductions that you take as a, as a taxpayer. And these are personal deductions. So when you think of itemized deductions, think of the personal deductions that you can have that you report on your personal tax return. One of the main ones is the medical deduction. The medical expense deduction is not the greatest deduction because it's really limited. <clears throat> There's taxes. These are the real estate taxes you pay and also the state taxes you pay in that calendar year. This is also limited. It's up to $10,000 is the limit on that. And then there's mortgage interest on your primary residence. And let's see, we've got the first one is medical. Second one was the taxes. That's the real estate and the state taxes. We've got mortgage interest. And the last main one is charity. So those are the, these are your charitable donations. Those are the four main ones we want to talk about. Really this itemized deduction strategy or the, the itemized deduction bunching strategy only works with those things that you have control over of when they're paid. So we're going to specifically talk about your charitable donations because those you're in complete control of those as far as the timing, when you pay them, what year you pay them, how much you pay to these different charitable organizations. There's the taxes, medical expenses, mortgage interest, they're not as flexible. So we'll talk about charity and how you can use this strategy with your charitable donations. So let's say, let's say you max out your state deduction at $10,000. And let's say you have $10,000 of mortgage interest each year on your tax filing. So if that's the case, you have $20,000 of itemized deductions, 10,000 of your, your state and property tax deductions, and you've got 10,000 of mortgage interest. So what happens there is you have $20,000 of itemized deductions. And if you're filing a joint tax return, let's assume you are, you're going to have $25,000 of the standard deduction. So if you're filing your tax return, you're going to want to take the standard deduction because you get $5,000 more of deductions there. It's $5,000 more than your actual itemized deductions. 
So if you, <clears throat> you've got to understand how this works. If, if you pay, let's say $5,000 in charitable donations to any charity during that same tax year, remember you had $20,000 of your itemized deductions, your state taxes and your, your mortgage interest. And now you just added another $5,000 of charity. Now you're up to $25,000. If your itemized deductions are at $25,000 and your standard deduction is at $25,000, it really doesn't matter which one we take. You're going to get the same benefit either way. But you've got to think about it this way that the charitable donation that you just gave didn't give you any tax benefit. So you paid in $5,000, you donated $5,000, which it's a great charitable thing to do, but the same time you don't get a tax benefit of it because you were already being able to you were already able to take the standard deduction you didn't get any benefit here's what you can do if you're in that situation where your charitable donations are either partially down into your like under your standard deduction limit or after your donation you're still under the standard deduction limit where you don't get any benefit if you want to get some tax benefit from your charitable giving here's how you can do it so in one year let's just say year 1 you, you want to give $5,000 a year away to charity. Let's say in year one, you part of the strategy would be for you to not pay out your charitable donations to the charitable organization just yet. You could wait until January 1st of the next year. So in that first year, there's no charitable donations that go out. In the next year, say January 1st, you could give $5,000. And then at the end of that same year in on December 31st, as long as it's in that same calendar year, you give another $5,000. So in year one, you're taking the standard deduction, which gets you up to the $25,000, just automatic deduction, and you didn't do any charitable giving. Year two, remember you did two $5,000 donations, and these are going to be added into your other, your other itemized deductions. So you've got $10,000 of taxes, $10,000 of mortgage interest, and now you have two charitable donations of $5,000 each that they were in the same calendar year. So now you've got itemized deductions that adds up to $30,000 total and half of your charitable donations that year end up being deductible for you. And they give you a tax benefit. And depending on your tax bracket, it could save you, it could save you a couple thousand dollars in taxes. So that's, that's an example of really not a lot of charitable giving. Um, well, $5,000 is a lot, but say if you're in a really high tax bracket, or you have a really high year, a lot of this charitable bunching will happen when you have a high income year. You can actually do it for more than one. So that example was two years, just one year, you don't pay any charitable donations. The next year you pay double. But let's let's think of what would happen, say, if you sell your business or you sell a rental property and you don't roll it into another property or you have a really large capital gain for some stocks or just a really high income year. And let's say this year you make $500,000 and you go, well, I'm normally going to be making two or $300,000 and you want to be doing like a 20 or $30,000 uh, charitable donation each year. But in this high income year, you're going to be in that highest tax bracket. You're going to be paying about 40% of taxes. In a future years, you might be paying 25 or 30%. So if you want to maximize the value of your deductions in that year, you can front load your, your charitable giving. And let's say you want to give five years of, of donations to an organization uh, in the year that you have that business sale, or large capital gain, or, or a lot of like your higher income than normal. So if you did five years of that, and let's say you normally do $30,000 a year, you do $150,000 donation in that year. The $150,000 donation, that's going to save you taxes at the highest tax bracket. So you could save, 
70 or you could save almost $70,000 in taxes just from that donation because you're in that highest tax bracket. And so you gave away 150,000, you saved $70,000 in taxes. And then over the next four years, you wouldn't pay any, you wouldn't do any charitable giving after that point. And that's if you're using the strategy, of course you still could, but it might not make sense if you're just looking for the, the tax strategy part of it. So that's when you think of charitable bunching, the charitable bunching strategy, you can think of it as kind of a like a front loading your charitable donations. You front load it into high income years to help you save your taxes at the higher tax rate, or you alternate years. You could do it every every two years. You could pay them every three years. And that's usually when you're lower than that standard deduction limit just with your default giving. But if you bunch them all together, put them all into one year, oftentimes that can get you over into the itemized deduction level where you're over the standard deduction. And that means that you are getting some benefit of that. Uh, you should be aware of when you're using the strategy, the itemized deduction strategy, bunching strategy of how you can use that in correlation with the donor advised funds. So a donor advised fund real quickly, that's where you can, you can give money into a fund. It's like a Fidelity or a Schwab, but most of these big brokerages have them. You can put the money into a fund, but you still have control of where the, that money goes after you put the money in there. So if you want to front load your deductions in year one, you could do that $150,000 donation into a donor advised fund. The charitable organization doesn't have the money yet, but you got the deduction because it went into this donor advised fund. But then say over the next two, three, four, five years, you can be telling the fund where to send the money or which organization to send the money to. And that can have yeah huge impact on your taxes, but it can also, um, I guess, equalize or normalize your annual giving if you have an organization, a church or some, just any charitable organization that is regularly receiving money from you and you want it to be received by them in normal increments a donor advised fund can do that. And you front load it to the fund and then from the fund, you can divide that over, over each tax year. When it comes out of the fund though, you got to understand you don't get another deduction when it comes out of the fund. It's really just, there's no tax impact after it's it's in the fund. You can have you could have it sit in there for years and years and there's not going to be any tax impact when it goes to the organization or whether it sits in that account. The, the tax impact happens when your money leaves your hands and it goes into that fund. So there's there's a really easy strategy. I know it's it might sound complicated sometimes, but it's really easy. It's really just the timing of your charitable donations. But I would look at your standard deduction, look at your itemized deductions, see where you are every year and decide if it would make sense for you to bunch your, your charitable giving together. And then if you are in one of those high income years, make sure you're running some numbers to see if it makes sense to prepay some of your, uh, yeah, pre-give or yeah, prepay some of your charitable giving because it can save, yeah, huge amounts of tax. But hopefully that works for you and reach out with any questions. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. Thank you.